Book Three, Chapter Thirteen of Amadis of Gaul. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Amadis of Gaul by Vasco de Lobera, translated by Robert Southey. Book Three, Chapter Thirteen. How Queen Sardamira arrived in Great Britain with the other ambassadors whom the Emperor of Rome had sent to bring Oriana, and of what happened to them in a forest with a knight-errant whom they treated with rude words, and the payment which he gave them for their discourtesy. The ambassadors of the Emperor Patin, having arrived in Lombardy, took ship and passed over to Great Britain, and landed at Fenusa, where King Lisuarte honorably welcomed them, and gave order that they should be well lodged and served with all things fitting. There were many good men with the king at this season, and he waited for others with whom to take counsel upon this matter of his daughter's marriage. And he told the ambassadors that they should be answered in a month's time, giving them good hope that the reply would be such as they wished, he resolved also that Queen Sardamira should go to Miraflores, that she might relate to Oriana the greatness of Rome, and the great state whereto this marriage would exalt her, and this he did, knowing how averse his daughter was to the proposal, and in the hope that Queen Sardamira, who was a discreet woman, might bring her to consent, for Oriana at this time was in exceeding distress, thinking that her father would give her up to El Patin, and thus destroy both her and Amadis. Queen Sardamira therefore set forth for Miraflores, and Don Grumedan went with her by the king's command, and many knights of Rome and Sardinia, whereof she was queen for her guard. Now it so happened that, arriving in a green and flowery meadow by the riverside, they resolved to wait there till the heat of the noon was past, and therefore pitched their tents, and the knights of Sardamira, who were five in number, placed their shields without, whereon Don Grumedan said to them, Sirs, you should place your shields within the tents, unless ye wish to maintain the custom of the country, which is, that every knight who places shield or lance without side of the tent or house or hut wherein he himself is, must joust with whatsoever knight requires the combat. We know the custom, they replied, and for that very reason have so placed our shields god send that some knight may claim it before we depart in god's name quoth grumedan many knights pass this way and we may perhaps see your prowess long they had not tarried before the good knight don florestan came by full of heaviness for he had been traversing many lands in quest of his brother amadis and now having heard that these knights of rome were at the court of lisuarte was going thither to see if they knew aught concerning him he when he saw the tents went towards them and coming up to that where the queen was he beheld her sitting on the estrado and that she was one of the fair women of the world the wings of the tent were open and he rode nearer even within the courts that he might look at her presently there came a damsel to him and said you are not over courteous sir knight to sit on horseback and look at so good a queen and ladies of so high birth as are there it would become you better to look at those shields that are inviting you and their owners certes my good lady replied florestan 
you say truth but my eyes desirous to regard so fair a queen led me into this fault i beseech pardon of her and those other ladies and will make the atonement you require the damsel answered you say well but the atonement must come before the pardon that quoth florestan will i if i can perform but on this condition that i shall not be required to desist from doing what i ought against those shields or that they be placed within the tents sir knight said she before those shields be removed the shields of all who pass this way will be won their owners names written on the rim that they may be carried to rome and there preserved in proof that the roman knights exceed all others if you wish not to fall into shame turn back or else your own shield and name will be carried away also damsel quoth he i do not trust your love enough to follow your counsel but for those shields i design to carry them to the firm island then he addressed sardamira god preserve you lady and give you as much happiness as beauty and with that he went towards the shields don grumedan hearing this was well pleased and because the knight spake of the firm island he weened that he was from the good lineage of amadis and able to perform what he had said and though he did not know that he was florestan he saw that he was well armed and sat well upon his horse and he wished him good success florestan who knew grumedan and that no knight was a better judge of chivalry took the more courage and with the blunt end of his lance struck the five shields one after the other that the knights might meet him in succession then he withdrew about a bow-shot off hung his shield round his neck took a strong lance and sate in readiness now it was his custom always to take with him two or three squires that he might be the better served and have a store of lances and battle-axes which he knew well how to wield presently the roman knights armed themselves and mounted and went towards him how now knights cried florestan would ye come all at once and break the custom of the country gradamor whom the others obeyed then asked don grumedan what they ought to do as he knew best and he answered the knights must go one by one in order as their shields were struck and i advise them not to go too rashly for methinks that knight is not one who will choose shame for himself don grumedan answered gradamor the romans are not of your condition ye praise yourselves before the thing be done and we when it is done suffer it to be forgotten and for this reason there are none equal to us would to god our battle were upon this quarrel though my comrades were not to lend a hand try your fortune with him now replied grumedan and if he remain whole and unhurt after the joust i will engage that he shall combat you upon that quarrel and if by reason of any harm that cannot be i will undertake it myself in god's name go to your joust now gradamor laughed at him in disdain i would this battle were so near at hand as the encounter with yonder fool who dares resist us then he said to the knight whose shield had first been touched go on and let us get rid of the little fame we can get from such a victory the knight replied make yourself easy i will bring him to be at your disposal 
his shield and name shall be done with as the emperor commanded his horse is a good one and that i will keep myself with that he crossed the brook florestan was ready and they ran their encounter both failed in their taint but they met shields and bodies and the roman who was the worst horseman fell and broke his right arm and lay like a dead man florestan bade one of his squires alight and hang the shield to a tree and take the horse of the conquered knight then he with a sign of anger that he had missed his blow took his place again and sate lance in hand the blunt end resting upon the ground ready for the second foe the second came on in that encounter florestan did not miss but drove the lance so well that the knight was driven to the ground and the saddle with him and florestan passed on but presently turning he said sir roman the saddle which you have carried with you shall be yours and the horse mine and if you choose to relate your prowess in rome i freely permit you this he said so loud that the queen and her company could hear it now i tell you don grumedan was right glad to see how the knight of great britain spake and acted against the roman and he said to gradamor if you sir and your comrades do not speed better there will be no need to throw down the walls of rome for your triumphal return gradamor answered you think much of this but if my comrades finish the joust i shall settle what you appointed differently from what you suppose we shall see quoth old grumedan that knight of the firm island takes good care of his armour and i trust he will set aside my battle at that gradamor began to laugh without being pleased when it comes to my turn said he i shall allow all you say but queen sardamira was grieved to see the haughtiness of gradamor and the roman knights florestan had now made his squire take the shield from this second knight who lay like one dead for the spear had gone through him but when it was drawn out he spake with a dolorous voice and demanded confession the third knight now took his place and rode full force against florestan but their lances slanted and crossed each other and florestan struck his helmet and burst the laces and sent it rolling on the ground and made him bow to the horse's neck but he did not fall florestan then took the lance and with an overhand blow made at him the roman lifted his shield but the blow drove the shield against his face and stunned him so that he lost the reins and then florestan let his lance fall and plucked the shield from his neck and dashed it twice on his neck so that he fell and lay sprawling while his shield and the horse went to keep the others company the fourth knight then encountered him but that joust was soon decided he and his horse were borne down and the horse's leg was broke florestan took another lance and made ready to meet gradamor gradamor was in new and goodly arms and mounted on a bright bay horse large and strong he shook his lance threateningly and cried don grumedan arm yourself for before you take horse this knight will stand in need of your help i shall not take that trouble yet quoth old grumedan by this gradamor had crossed the brook and florestan came at him angrily for he had heard his boasts they met in full career gradamor pierced his shield the lance went through about a palm and then broke 
Florestan's spear drove through the shield and broke the armor on the left side and sent him out of the saddle into a hollow which was full of water and mire he then passed on and bade his squire take the fifth shield and horse lady quoth don grumedan to the queen i think i may rest till gradamor has cleaned his arms and procured another horse for our combat cursed be his arrogance replied sardamira and the folly of those who have made all the world hate them now had gradamor after rolling about in the puddle got out and taken off his helm and having cleaned the dirt from his eyes and face as well as he could he laced on his helmet again florestan seeing this came up to him sir threatener unless you can help yourself better with the sword than the lance you will neither take my shield nor my name to rome gradamor answered i only wear my sword to avenge myself and that shall i do presently if you dare maintain the custom of this country and what is that quoth florestan who knew it better than he that you give me my horse or a light from your own that the fight may be equal and he who plays worse to receive neither courtesy nor mercy florestan answered i believe you would not have maintained this custom had you been the conqueror however i will alight for it would not become so fair a roman knight as you are to mount a horse which another had won with that he alighted and they began a most perilous battle but it did not last long for florestan seeing himself in the presence of queen sardamira and her ladies and of don grumedan who was a better judge of such feats put forth all his strength so that gradamor could not endure it but gave ground and made back toward the tent thinking that for courtesy florestan would not follow him there but florestan got between him and the tent and made him turn and pressed him till the sword dropped from his hand and he fell down having no strength left then florestan took his shield and gave it to his squires and caught him by the helmet which he plucked off so forcibly that he dragged him some way along the ground and threw the helmet into that standing pool and took the knight by the leg and was about to cast him in also but gradamor began to cry mercy for god's sake and the queen exclaimed a bad bargain did that unhappy one make when he proposed that the conquered should show neither courtesy nor mercy at this florestan said a covenant which so honourable a knight as you have made must not be broken and you shall have it fully accomplished as you shall see ah wretch i am dead quoth the roman you are unless you do two things at my bidding tell me what and i will do them the one is that with your own hand you write your name in your own blood upon the rim of your shield and the names of your comrades in their blood each upon his shield that done i will tell you what the other thing is and as he said this he held his sword over him who lay quaking for great fear but gradamor because he could not write himself nor lift up his hand called for his secretary and bid him empty out the ink from his inkstand and fill it with his blood and write his name and the names of his companions this was forthwith done 
don florestan then wiped his sword and placed it in the scabbard and mounted his horse as lightly as if he had done nothing and gave his shield to his squire but his helmet he took not off that grumedan might not know him his horse was strong and well limbed and of a strange colour and the horsemen of unanswerable make and stature so that few were like him in their appearance then taking a lance whereto there hung a rich pennon he stopped by gradamor who had now risen and said to him shaking the lance your life is no more unless don grumedan will beg it but he cried out loud to grumedan to save him for god's sake the old knight came up certes gradamor quoth he it would be but right that you should find neither courtesy nor mercy as in your pride you covenanted with this knight however i beg him to spare you for which i will greatly thank and serve him that will i do with a good will for you replied florestan as i would aught else to your honour and pleasure you sir roman may relate in rome when you return there how you threatened the knights of great britain and how you maintained your threats and the great honour which you won from them in the short space of one day so tell this to your great emperor and his potentates because it will please them and i will make it known in the firm island that the roman knights are so frank and liberal that they readily give their shields and horses to those they do not know but for these gifts which you have made me i do not thank you but thank god who gave it me against your will these words were worse to gradamor than his wounds sir knight quoth florestan you shall carry back to rome all the arrogance you brought from it because they esteem it there and we in this land like it not but like instead of it what you abhor courtesy and gentleness and if my lord you are as good in love as in arms you should go prove yourself in the firm island by the arch of true lovers that you might take home that praise also and then be like our mistresses may forsake us for you now i tell you don grumedan heard all this with great glee and laughed to see the pride of the romans so broken but it was not so with gradamor for his heart was almost breaking to hear these things and he said to grumedan good sir for god's sake let me be carried to the tents for i have been sorely handled so it seems replied the old man by your appearance and it is all your own fault then he made his squires remove him sir said he then to florestan if it please you tell us your name for so good a man as you ought not to conceal it my good sir he replied don grumedan i pray you be not displeased that i do not tell it you for i would not that this fair queen should in any ways know it because of the discourtesy which i have committed for though her beauty was the occasion i feel myself greatly to blame i beseech you procure my pardon that she may take from me what amends she will and send me the tidings to the round chapel hard by where i shall rest to-day i will send my squires with her answer replied grumedan and if it be after my will it will be such as so good a man as you deserve the knight of the firm island then said i beseech you don grumedan if you know any news of amadis tell me at that question the tears came into the old man's eyes 
so help me god as i should rejoice to know any news of him and communicate it to you and all his friends that i believe replied florestan for such is your nature and if all were like you this courtesy and falsehood would not find harbour where they are harboured now god be with you i shall expect your bidding at the hermitage florestan then bade his squires take the five horses of the knights and give the bay one which was the best to don grumedan and the others to the damsel with whom he had spoken and to say that don florestan sent them right glad was don grumedan to have that horse because it had been won from the romans and still more to know that that night was don florestan whom he loved so well the squires led the other horses to the damsel and said lady the knight whom you disparaged to praise your romans sends you these to dispose of as you please and as a sign that his words were true much do i thank him quoth that damsel and of a truth he had bravely won them yet had i rather he had left his own horse than that he should give me these four you must procure better knights than these replied the squire if you would gain that but said the damsel marvel not if i wish well to my friends rather than to a stranger howbeit because of the goodly gift which he has sent me i repent that i said ought to offend so good a man and will amend it as he may require with this answer the squire returned to don florestan who went then to the round chapel to wait there for grumedan's answer for this chapel was in the way to the firm island and he being resolved not to enter lisuarte's court was going thither to hang the roman shields there and to hear if gandales knew anything of his brother now when don grumedan had delivered his bidding to the queen she listened willingly and said this don florestan is he son of king perion and the countess of selandia the same and one of the best knights in the world i tell you then don grumedan that the sons of the marquis of ancona speak wonders of his deeds in arms and of his prudence and courtesy and they may well be believed for they were his companions in the wars which he had at rome where he abode three years when he was a young knight but they dare not speak his praise before the emperor who loves him not do you know said grumedan why the emperor does not love him because of his brother amadis replied sadamira of whom the emperor complains because he won the firm island by arriving there before him and so deprived him of the honour which he should else have won certes lady quoth grumedan he complains without reason for in that amadis saved him from great shame trust me it is for another adventure that the emperor hates him by the faith you owe to god don grumedan tell me the reason do not you be displeased then lady and then he told her how amadis and he had met in the forest and of their battle thereat was queen sardamira well pleased and she made him relate it three times truly said she the emperor hath reason enough to dislike him End of chapter thirteen recording by maricel qui